Hi, you're listening to Sensationalist Science, a podcast about science, the media, and the truth behind those astonishing headlines you've read. I'm your host, Gid MK, aka The Health Nerd, and for this episode, I'm taking a holiday from my usual fare and discussing vacations. Headlines have been screaming that taking more vacations can improve your heart health and fight off disease based on science. A new study has apparently shown that taking more vacations will not just lighten your life, it'll help your health too. Except, it's all a bit silly. There's no reason to believe that holidays themselves are good for your health at all. I love reading headlines about scientific research because they are so often wrong, and this time was no different. From vacations are good for your heart, study, from the Deccan Herald, to the spectacular just in time for your summer holiday, scientists prove a vacation is good for your health because it cuts your risk of heart disease. From the Daily Mail, news sources from around the world have leaped on the idea that holidays are good for you because, let's be realistic, it's something that we all want to hear. If holidays are good for your health, that's just one more reason to get away. I mean, not everyone can take holidays, or even take more holidays than they already do, but that reality is lost in the media narrative because it doesn't make a very good story. The recent research was a small observational study that looked at holidays and something called metabolic disease or disorder titled Vacation Frequency is Associated with Metabolic Syndrome and Symptoms. Uh, Metabolic syndrome is basically a conglomerate of a few risk factors for long-term health, including waist circumference as a measure of body fat, blood sugar, and cholesterol. It gives you an idea of what the long-term health of someone might be without tying that back to a specific disease that they have like diabetes or high blood pressure. In the study, the authors got some people to come into a clinic, asked them about their holidays in the last 12 months, and took some blood they found that people who took more holidays were also less likely to have metabolic syndrome. Specifically, their statistical model predicted that for every holiday someone took, there was a 25% lower odds of having metabolic syndrome. It sounds amazing when I put it like that. 25% lower chance of disease from just an extra holiday a year. Wonderful! I mean, for most of us who literally can't take any more holidays, maybe not so wonderful, but it does sound good. Except there were some enormous problems with both the research and the conclusions that it came to. So, firstly, I said the study was small. I didn't say quite how small, which is an important point. For... for cross-sectional epidemiological research like this, where all we are doing is looking back through the memories of people to try and establish associations with their current health, a small sample size is in the range of 100 to 200 people. I've personally never seen a study with less than 300, and most clock in somewhere between 1,000 and a million. Uh, Bigger sample sizes don't necessarily make the results more correct, but they do give you at least some confidence that the numbers found in the research are likely to be accurate. For the statistics nerds and the epidemiology nerds, uh, bigger numbers don't necessarily reduce the systemic bias that are used in the statistical models that you see in research like this, but they do give you a lot more 
confidence that the point estimate is correct, or at least it's correct not taking into account the systemic biases. So a big study is a million people, a smallish study is a thousand, and the smallest I've ever seen is about 300. I've done my own research uh, in a similar study that I'm uh, publishing soon, um, we looked at 75,000 people, and that's not unusual. Uh, this study looked at 63 people, and of those, 13 had metabolic syndrome. Now that is quite simply not enough. You can't make any conclusions, reasonable or unreasonable, from a cross-sectional study look at the ex looking at the experiences of so few. The researchers didn't even follow the people through time, which would at least give you a tiny bit more data on what was actually going on here. Even worse, their statistical analysis was what's known as a logistic regression model. Without getting into the details, this type of model is known for being inaccurate and untrustworthy with small sample sizes, especially when there are few events. In this case, an event is a person who has metabolic syndrome in a sample. You couldn't have used a worse statistical design for a tiny group of people. It's, there are entire papers written about why you shouldn't use logistic regression models in small sample sizes with few events. I've read several, and I can link to some in the in the show notes. On top of all that, the study didn't even find a statistically significant result. So, remember, clinical significance, which we often talk about, is when the result is important to a patient or to a clinician, but statistical significance is basically saying that the population you're studying is different in, term, in numerically from the population, from the uh, population you would expect if there was no difference um, between them. So in this case, that means that if there's no statistical significance, then there's no effect of vacations on metabolic syndrome. So, and, and that's exactly what the scientists actually found. The main effect of more vacations on metabolic syndrome had a p-value of 0.5, sorry, 0.051, which is above the threshold traditionally used for analyses like this. Now we can debate the pros and cons of p-values and their importance in frequentist statistical analyses, but if you're going to use them as your cutoff, you should at least note that you didn't find anything significant at all. I mean, the researchers bolded the, the number, but didn't note that actually it was above the arbitrary threshold that we use in research like this. Um, it's really hard for me as a researcher to find any meaning in this study whatsoever. If I had done this analysis, I'd say that it's basically impossible to interpret in any meaningful way. Statistics aside, there were innumerable other issues with the study. This was cross-sectional research, asking people to remember how many vacations they'd had in the last 12 months and testing them at a single time point for disease. It might just be that people who remember their vacations better also exercise more and are therefore less likely to have metabolic disorder. The syndrome. It could have nothing at all to do with the holidays themselves. Uh, these people were not average in any way as well. They had high incomes and took an average of more than five vacations a year, which to most people is a huge number and making this very hard to apply to most people's lives. This is yet another case of observational research that is meaningless in context, being presented as, causal, as a causal link in sensationalist headlines. There are so many reasons that people who take more vacations might be healthier than those who don't. It's don't. It's almost laughable. 
They are almost certainly richer, have nicer jobs, live in better areas, are less likely to have been in prison, etc, etc, to infinity. Maybe people who take more vacations do so because they're doctors who travel for conferences, and are therefore healthier than the rest of us. You'd have to correct for all these factors and hundreds more to even come close to a causal relationship, to being able to infer a causal relationship. It's much more likely that people who take more vacations are just not the same as people who take less, because society dictates who gets to go on holiday as well as our health. Which brings us back to the research itself. Why did the authors write this paper if it's as meaningless as I've said? In this case, the funding might give us some clues. When a study finds that taking more holidays is associated with better, with better health, you have to ask yourself, who benefits? The study authors have declared no conflicts of interest in their paper, which basically means that they have no financial interest in the study's results being successful. But there may still be issues remaining, even if they don't, for example, own stock in a company that this research would directly benefit. In this case, doing a bit of research on the lead author leads you to the funders of this particular project, the people who gave the money for the research to be contract con conducted, uh, which is the US Travel Association. And their stated purpose for funding the project, and this is a direct quote from their internet site, uh, the growth of domestic travel is central to US travel's overall mission. We support policies to improve travel infrastructure and national parks, among others, and foster programs and research that encourage increased domestic travel. In the fall of 2018, US travel folded its domestic leisure-focused project, Time Off Initiative, into an expanded public affairs portfolio, enhancing the association's advocacy and research on domestic travel. Analysis that informs and advances this area of focus, including tracking America's vacation unit usage and its benefits to travelers, is included in the US travel's research and messaging platforms for our members' use and in support of activations such as National Plan for Vacation Day. So, the study that found a health benefit for going on holidays was funded for the explicit purpose of increasing the number of holidays that people are taking in the US. Uh, remember, foster programs and research that encourage increased domestic travel. We can't know if this influenced the study design or conclusions, but given the issues I've mentioned, it's hard to see how industry funding wouldn't have been a problem. Are holidays independently good for your health? I went looking for an answer, and as far as I can tell, there is very little research out there. Going on vacation is, however, an expensive luxury that many people can't afford, and going on vacation more than they currently do might just be entirely implausible. So the idea that there might be a benefit to health is a bit worthless anyway. It's a bit like telling people that they'd be better off health-wise if they were richer. Sure, it might be true, but it's not a meaningful recommendation in a lot of ways. And realistically, there doesn't appear to be good evidence that vacations in and of themselves have any benefit to human health at all. The most you can say for this study in particular is that there may be a very weak association between taking holidays and metabolic syndrome, but even it, that is quite unlikely based on the results. Remember, they didn't find a statistically significant relationship based on traditional cutoffs. 
If you see silly headlines like this, it's always worth being cautious. Check the story, check the study, and have a think about what it might all actually mean. This has been your dose of sensationalist science and media madness. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud at SensaiPod or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, GetMK, and you can find me on Twitter at GetMK or Medium at GetMK or Facebook at GetMKHealthNerd. Uh, you can also find the podcast on Twitter at SensaiPod. Have a great week, and remember, if it sounds unlikely, it's good to be skeptical. <laughs>